Welcome back to our fascinating journey into the world of finance and investment. Today, we're getting into the nitty-gritty of a research paper that studies a particularly gripping aspect of investment in what are known as incomplete markets. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. So Tom, when we say incomplete markets, we're talking about a situation where not all risks can be fully hedged, right? Exactly, Jen. And that's what makes this paper so significant. It discusses what's known as the worst-case optimal investment problem, which was pioneered by Korn and Wilmot. The paper is titled Worst Case Optimal Investment in Incomplete Markets, and it's a detailed exploration of investment strategies that can withstand the worst possible market crashes, or what we call crash scenarios. To our audience who might be wondering why this is so relevant, imagine investing your life savings into the market, and then, boom, a crash happens. Right, Tom. The paper tackles this by building on a martingale approach, where they use backward stochastic differential equations, or BSDEs for short, which sounds complicated, but will make it understandable. Absolutely. And Jen, isn't it cool how they also touch upon the question of the existence of these indifferent strategies in market models with unbounded risks? Oh, definitely cool, Tom, and crucial for understanding how to approach investment when the market is throwing you curveballs. Our listeners should know that the paper doesn't just stop at theory. It goes on to demonstrate its approach for models like Heston's stochastic volatility model and Bates' model, which includes jumps in the market. And those examples really ground the paper's theories in reality, making this a very hands-on kind of study. True. This isn't just academic. It's a guide that could influence actual investment decisions. Now let's take a closer look at their methodology and what they found. To start with, the researchers used what they termed a utility crash exposure transformation. I mean, just that name suggests some serious mathematical heavy lifting. It's a transformative approach, pun intended, Jen. They solved the corresponding BSDEs by linking them to partial differential equations, known as PDEs, which are used in so many fields, from engineering to physics. Right, and the key findings they characterize these so-called indifference strategies, which help investors determine the best course of action, whether, whether a market crash happens immediately or not at all. A strategy that makes you indifferent to a crash. That sounds like every investor's dream. It sure does. The implications are huge for the field of robust finance, which deals with decision-making under uncertainty, an area that's becoming more and more relevant in today's volatile markets. As for the conclusion, folks, the paper recaps the main findings and reflects on the broader relevance of these worst-case optimal strategies. It's a study with far-reaching implications, not just for investors, but also for the general theory of BSDEs. In our personal reflections at the end of today's episode, it's clear that this paper adds a significant piece to the investment puzzle in markets where not everything can be predicted or controlled. We live in uncertain times, and having strategies that equip investors to deal with the worst is, I dare say, somewhat comforting. Indeed, Tom. But let's remind our listeners that investment always carries risks, and there's no such thing as a totally crash-proof portfolio. Great point, Jen. So folks, that's a wrap on today's episode. Be sure to tune in next time as we dissect another cutting-edge financial study. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen, signing off on a high note and reminding you to always invest wisely. See you next time. Thank you.
And now a quick word from our sponsor, SolarWisk Innovations, Inc., the sunniest addition to your kitchen since the invention of the window. Imagine a world where your whisk twirls itself, not by magic, but by the sheer power of the sun. The future is here, and it's SolarWisk. Bakers and sunshine lovers say goodbye to tired wrists and hello to the SolarWisk. Watch in awe as it dances through your batter, powered by the nearest star in the galaxy. Yes, the sun. Not just whipping egg whites into stiff peaks, but peeking out the window for you. That's right, this self-twirling marvel doubles as a weather vane. Now that's multitasking. And the best part? Each solar whisk comes with its very own pair of sunglasses. Because let's face it, nobody likes a sunburned utensil. Plus, with every whisk and whirr, you're not just making meringue, you're making a difference. With the motto, whip up a storm while saving one, you'll feel like a green goddess or an eco-warrior with every flick of the wrist. So if you're ready to bake with a dash of daylight and a pinch of planetary love, choose SolarWisk Innovations, Inc. Head over to solarwisk.com and enter promo code PODCASTUN for a shine-tastic discount and free solar charging recipe cards. SolarWisk Innovations, Inc., where sunny side up isn't just for eggs anymore. And welcome back to our show, folks. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we have a fascinating episode where we're delving into the intriguing interplay between sugar-free labels and consumer behavior. That's right, Jen. We're analyzing a paper titled, The Efficacy of Sugar-Free Labels is Reduced by the Health Sweetness Trade-Off, by Ksenia Paniti and colleagues from HSE University in Moscow, Russia. For context, this paper is a beacon in the nebulous world of food labeling practices and consumer choices. It offers a rare lens into how our brains perceive the health implications of the sugar-free labels we often see stamped on food items. The paper's foundation rests on non-communicable diseases, think cardiovascular diseases, diabetes, which are a leading cause of death globally. One culprit? Overconsumption of sugar-rich, ultra-processed foods. And it's essential to note, Tom, that while companies and governments try to guide us towards healthier options by using the sugar-free label, the actual effectiveness of this label in changing consumer behavior has been hotly debated. So let's break down these key concepts for you. The paper discusses the health-taste trade-off. It's a common belief that tastier foods are generally less healthy. This perception impacts how consumers evaluate food products and their willingness to pay for them. Right, and a key technique used in this research is the Becker de Groot Marshak auction. It's a bidding method that reflects how much someone is willing to pay for a product, ensuring that people reveal their true valuation. Researchers also employed structural equation modeling for the data analysis. This method considers complex interrelated dependencies between different variables, like how perceived healthiness and sweetness might influence willingness to pay for a product. Now, onto the core of it. The study's objectives were pretty straightforward determine the sugar-free label's effect on how much people are willing to pay, also known as WTP, for food products. The methodology was rigorous. 50 participants were asked to bid on sugar-containing and sugar-free products. They then rated these products on healthiness, sweetness, and tastiness, among other factors. And what were the key findings, Tom? Well, Jen, sugar-free labels did increase the WTP due to the perception of healthiness, but this effect was canceled out by a decrease in perceived sweetness and therefore tastiness, 
which is interesting considering the participants in this study associated healthiness with tastiness, contrary to the unhealthy equals tasty belief. Moving to implications and applications. What this paper essentially suggests is that sugar-free labels on their own might not be the silver bullet in nudging consumers towards healthier choices because of this health sweetness trade-off. Absolutely. And it's vital for policymakers and food product marketers alike. They need to consider how to balance information on health with taste expectations to effectively guide healthy food choices. As we conclude, let's recap. The study presents a nuanced look at consumer behavior, showing that while sugar-free labels raise ideas of healthiness, they simultaneously lower expectations of sweetness and enjoyment, which hampers their overall efficacy. Indeed, Jen, it's a reflection on the complex interplay of taste, health perceptions, and economic decisions in our daily food choices, and it underscores the need for more nuanced strategies to promote healthier eating. We hope this episode has been as insightful for you as it has been for us. Until next time, keep questioning and stay hungry for knowledge, folks. Thanks for tuning in. This is Tom and Jen signing off. Have a healthy and sweet day, everyone. Are you steeped in boredom with your usual tea time? Ready to add some time and perhaps a dash of 5th century fashion to your tea parties? Then hold on to your tea cozies because Temporal Teacups Inc. brings you the astonishing Chrono Cup. Fancy a sip of early gray while watching the gray earl himself at court? With Chrono Cup, every gulp is a leap through the annals of time. Meander through the Ming Dynasty with your mug or enjoy a chilly chai in the Ice Age. But don't worry, you won't be late for work. The steep time limiters got your back. Sip a quick jaunt to the Jazz Age and be back before your toast pops. It's history in a cup, literally. And for those forward-thinking tea drinkers, why not preview the year 3000? Spoiler, tea is still trendy. Each Chrono Cup is certified paradox-free, with zero chances of becoming your own grandparent, unless you're into that sort of thing. So, visit Temporal Teacup Sync today and infuse your life with a brew of adventure. Disclaimer, we're not responsible for accidentally inventing the spork on one of your trips. We already have too many utensils as is. Temporal Teacup Sync, where every tea time is a jump through time. Sip, slip, and savor the ages. Disclaimer number two, always sip responsibly, friends. We can't have you starting your own empire over a cuppa. Get your chrono cup today and turn that daily tea drag into a daring dialogue with history. Because who needs reality TV when you can have reality, TV, BC, and AD all in one sip? Tom and Jen, Temporal Teacups, Inc., your passport to the past, present, and future, one sip at a time. Cheers. Hi there, listeners. Welcome to another deep dive into the fascinating world of urban economics. That's right. Today, we're embarking on an informative journey to explore the urban economics of migration in the cities of the Northeast region of Brazil. This topic is particularly significant because it ties into broader discussions about how investments, policy changes, and migrant activities interact with local economies. Yes, and the paper we'll be unpacking is Urban Economics of Migration in the Cities of the Northeast Region of Brazil by Denise Cristina Bomtempo. In a nutshell, the paper examines how international migration has influenced the urban economies of cities, focusing on Fortaleza and the role of African migrants in shaping the economic landscape. 
Our journey through this paper will cover the key scientific concepts detailed by Bomtempo, including territoriality, urban economy circuits, and the dynamics of migratory flows within the context of global economic changes. We'll discuss the methodology that blends statistical analysis with qualitative insights gained directly from migrants' experiences. And we'll dive into the key results, revealing how migrants contribute to the urban economy, often through informal or semi-formal sectors tied to various circuits of economic activity. Exactly, Jen. The implications of these findings reach far into the academic and policy-making spheres, impacting how we understand and manage urban economies in migration contexts. To round off our episode, we'll conclude with a summary of our discussion and reflect on how this paper pushes us to rethink the role of migration in urban economic structures. So stay tuned, grab a cup of coffee, and let's get started. This is going to be a complex but supremely interesting ride through the urban economics of migration. Ever feel like you're in two places at once? With Quantum Tutu Innovations, Inc., you might as well be. Introducing the cutting-edge collision of ballet and quantum physics. The one, the only quantum computing leotard. It's not just clothing, it's an experiment in motion. Watch as our patented Quantum Tutu meshes subatomic style with those twirl-ready moves. Each tutu is meticulously crafted with miniaturized entangled fabric. Your pirouettes will be as precise as quantum particles. Fancy a pop quiz on quantum mechanics midgete? Quantum Tutu's got you covered. Or maybe you'll just teleport to the forefront of fashion with no warning whatsoever. With Quantum Tutu innovations, you don't just master the dance. You master the universe, or at least look fabulous trying. So why settle for being on point when you can be in superposition? Visit Quantum Tutu Innovations Inc. today, where your dance moves are not just a step, but a quantum leap. And remember, when in doubt, together, pivot like a proton and twirl into the quantum realm. Welcome to our latest episode, everyone. We're your hosts, Tom and Jen, and today we've got a real treat for you. That's right, Tom. Today, we're diving deep into a paper that discusses the fascinating interplay between innovation and urban spaces, specifically looking at the clothing industry in Fortaleza, Brazil. The research intrigues because it explores how local industries, like clothing manufacturing in Fortaleza, leverage the clustered urban environment to foster innovation and maintain competitiveness. It's a significant study within the field because it challenges the perception that innovation is purely technological, highlighting the interplay between social, economic, and political factors. Contextual background. For those new to this field, urban spatial agglomeration refers to a dense concentration of businesses and talent in a given city area, which can encourage innovative production processes and knowledge sharing. This paper is significant because it provides insight into how these clusters can lead to organizational and strategic innovation, even within traditional industries. One of the biggest concepts we're dealing with here is the Localized Industrial Systems, or LIS, which signifies industrial clusters highly integrated into their local contexts. Right. And then there's the middle ground innovation ecosystem, which includes formal structures like firms and institutions, as well as informal networks like local entrepreneurs and small workshops, blending resilience and novelty. 
Delving into the objectives, the paper aims to understand how localized production systems contribute to competitiveness and innovation within an urban context. Methodology-wise, it takes on a case study approach. It's examining the LIS in Fortaleza with an eye for organizational innovations in production and distribution. As for the key findings, the study indicates that the clothing industry of Fortaleza is using urban spatial configurations to their advantage, innovatively navigating the challenges of global competition. Exactly, Tom. These localized systems offer a new lens to understand industrial resilience and growth, especially in developing economies like Brazil. Implications and applications. Let's talk implications. This research can potentially reshape how policymakers and businesses view industrial strategies, emphasizing localized, collaborative approaches. It could also inform initiatives to support smaller, less formally structured networks which play an essential part in these ecosystems. Conclusion. Wrapping up, this episode has showcased how clothing manufacturers in Fortaleza are innovating within their urban environment. Such studies expand how we conceptualize innovation, pushing the boundaries beyond technology and highlighting the power of collective learning and urban ecosystems. And that's a wrap for today's deep dive. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we did. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more thought-provoking discussions. Until next time, keep questioning and keep innovating. Are you bored of jumping over the same old frayed rope every single workout? Yawn. We know we are, Tom, but fear not fitness fanatics because Laser Leap Inc. has got a solution that's literally light years ahead. Introducing the Laser Beam Jump Rope from Laser Leap Inc. It's not just an exercise, it's an intergalactic adventure for your calves. Ever thought you'd need to wear shades while working up a sweat? The Photon Rope technology turns every jump into a dazzling light show. Imagine dodgeball, but with harmless laser beams and more cardio. Bye-bye boring beige rope, hello neon dance party for your feet. With every leap, you're not just burning calories, you're also improving your agility to avoid those pesky, I mean, fantastic light beams. And the best part? You can now jump into the future where fitness meets photon fun anywhere, anytime. Even at midnight, when the only thing brighter than the stars is your workout routine. So what are you waiting for? Laser Leap Inc.'s Laser Beam Jump Rope is your ticket to the most electrifying exercise ever. Get yours now and start jumping into the future. And a huge shout out to Laser Leap Inc. for sponsoring our podcast and for lighting up our world, literally with the coolest jump rope in the galaxy. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast, where we dive into the intricate world of finance and technology. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have a fascinating topic for you. We're going to break down a paper that's making waves in the financial tech industry, predicting risk-reward ratio in financial markets for asset management using machine learning. You got that right, Jen. It sounds like a mouthful, and it is. But stick with us as we make sense of this cutting-edge research and translate it into something we can all appreciate and understand. The significance of this paper lies in its focus on enhancing the profitability of trading decisions in the notoriously unpredictable realm of financial markets through algorithmic trading. That's spot on. Now before we dive in, let's set the scene by discussing some key concepts and background. 
Financial markets, by their nature, are extremely complex and influenced by countless factors economics, politics, individual behavior, and so much more. Exactly, Tom. Traditional methods like technical analysis looked at historical data, but with machine learning, we're talking about a leap in prediction accuracy. However, these algorithms often miss the mark in translating predictions to profitable trading actions. Right, and that's largely because they don't account for the risk-reward ratio, a critical element in deciding whether a trade is worth it. Now let's jump to the core of our topic today. The paper's objective is to introduce an algorithm that forecasts the potential profits and losses from trading activities. It's not just about accuracy, it's about usable, profitable outcomes. The methodology is robust. The researchers used historical data from Bitcoin, which is a high-volume, representative cryptocurrency. They applied machine learning models to predict market trends and calculate the risk-reward ratio. They didn't stop there. They paired these predictions with an innovative approach to manage the size and direction of trades. It's like having a financial crystal ball that also tells you how to act on its visions. Their key findings. This method significantly improves traditional trading strategies and could be the key to unlocking more effective algorithmic trading systems. Which brings us to the implications and applications. This research has the potential to change how trades are made leading to smarter, more informed trading strategies that can adapt to market conditions on the fly. And in conclusion, the paper presents a compelling art argument for integrating machine learning into financial decision-making in a way that accounts for the risk-reward ratios. Absolutely, Tom. It's a fresh perspective on an age-old challenge, making profitable decisions in the face of uncertainty. It's not just about prediction, it's about what you do with that knowledge. Well said, Jen. Now, before we close, let's reflect. The beauty of this paper is how it tackles a practical problem with advanced technology, offering solutions that could revolutionize asset management. It's a reminder that the future of finance isn't just in the numbers. It's in our ability to understand and leverage technology to make those numbers work for us. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Stay tuned for more insightful discussions on finance, technology, and the intersection where true innovation lies. We're Tom and Jen, saying goodbye for now. Have you ever been driving, Jen, and thought, hey, why not follow the cosmic flow instead of the GPS? All the time, Tom, which is why today's episode is brought to you by Astrofin Innovations Litted and their mind-bending product, the Celestial Navigator. The Celestial Navigator is like having an astral octopus clinging to your car giving you the lowdown on which way to turn based on the musings of the stars. And get this, folks. It's shaped like a starfish and beams starlight into your vehicle, making even the dreaded traffic jams a stellar experience. You're not going to believe this, but the Celestial Navigator comes equipped with a temporal drift compensator. Yup, it means on special leap years, you might just take a wrong turn and end up in the future. But don't worry about messing up the space-time continuum the charming C-Star customer service reps at Astrofin will talk you through any potential paradox. So remember, if you want to navigate like a cosmic captain and perhaps accidentally take your date on a time-traveling adventure, choose Astrofin Innovations, connecting the cosmos one starfish at a time, unconventional navigation and conversation, guaranteed. Call now and tell them Tom and Jen sent you for a free packet of plankton 
the perfect snack for your new cephalopod co-pilot. Astrofin Innovations Limited is not responsible for any unintended time loops or black holes. Celestial navigational accuracy may vary. Plankton packet while supplies last. Thank you.